the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Uh, rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Usually we have our stuff together. Bay Martin, I appreciate you uh, hitting me up on the super chat there to uh, to alert me that there is no audio. So thank you for that. Uh, so as I said, it looked on paper like the 49ers, you know, were in control of this game. 23-7, you know, you expect that that's what it's going to take against a bad team. You expect that that's what the 49ers were going to do. But it didn't always feel like that. It didn't always feel like the Niners were in control of this one. And like so many 49ers games that we have seen, it was a tale of two halves. The first half, right? Like it just, let's be honest about what we saw from Trey Lance there. He looked shaky. He looked shaky. He looked like things were too fast for him, like he was a little bit overwhelmed. But I think he got more comfortable. And I think Kyle Shanahan got more comfortable with him as the game went along. I think that they kind of learned, like Lance calmed down a little bit. I think Kyle kind of learned what he needs to do to get Trey comfortable, what Trey is best at. And that's going to take time. And we can get into all of that. But let's just get into some of the raw numbers here. First off, Lance for the game, 16 of 23, 249 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He was sacked once, quarterback rating of 116. In the game, the 49ers ran 61 plays for 416 yards. They averaged 6.8 yards per play. Uh, a lot of that was a rushing. They ran for 100, excuse me, 175 yards on the day. And it's so weird. Like that, it's such a deceiving num. Those are such deceiving numbers, right? Like you look on the at those numbers and you think the 49ers just rolled, but again, it did not feel like that in the second half. They were much, 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 much better. Trey Lance, uh, six of 10, I believe for 144 yards and two touchdowns in the second half. There were a few key moments in this one. And I think the first one, we all know Marcel Harris gets the interception in the third quarter. And you're like, yes, awesome. And then he immediately fumbles the ball and the Texans recover. Now the ref said, lack of forward or his forward progress were stopped. I don't know about that one. Maybe by the letter of the law, but certainly not the spirit. Niners get the ball back. What happens? Trey Lance goes deep. They throw another flag, super late flag. Niners get the pass interference, 37-yard play, and they eventually score a touchdown, and they were kind of rolling from that point on. It seemed like it was a lot better, but that was a huge point in the game. And I don't want to hear anybody say, like, it shouldn't have counted or the 49ers got a gift or whatever, because we've seen in many other games this year the calls and the breaks have gone against the 49ers. So forget that. Like, you take the breaks and you take advantage of them, and that's what you do. The good teams take advantage of the situations that they get. The 49ers got multiple in this game, and they took advantage, and that's how you get the win, and that's how you beat a bad team. So credit to the 49ers. Uh, just a quick note, we were supposed to have a Kosh on a Varathan here, but something popped up last second for him. He's not going to be able to join us, but we should have Graham Poobah of Niners Nation, Kyle Posey, to join us. So hopefully he's going to hop in here in a little bit. And the question I want to ask everybody, the simple one, but – I think it's clearly the story of the day, and that's what did you think of Trey Lance? Kyle McAndrews, play blows up. We don't have to take a loss. What? I'm not sure what you're referring to, Kyle, but I appreciate the super chat there. Uh, what did you think of Trey Lance? Because it was some up, some down. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, especially in the first half, you know, taking a lot of bows, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, 
talking about, you know, oh, you miss Jimmy now and all this crap, which was ridiculous. And in the second half, obviously, he looked much better. I'll be very interested to see what he said after the game. Uh, How about this comment from Hindi watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page? Let Lance cook. Yes, that's pretty much it. I like this comment from Chris. Lance looks shaky, but he also hadn't played in 10 weeks. That's the thing. One of the things I said going into this game, how does Trey look as the game progresses? I expected him to be a little, you know, overwhelmed. Um, I expected him to look and not really see the field and see things slowly. He's only played six quarters this year, and he only played one game in college last year, and he's 21 years old. Yeah, there's an adjustment. That's why I was so mad at all the idiots on Twitter that were trying to, you know, pat themselves on the back, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, what did you expect from Trey Lance? He wasn't going to come up and light it up out there, but he was fine. He was fine. (laughs) Rome, the upsetter, watching on the YouTube page. Lance should have had a rushing TD. Let me just tell you, I had Lance as an anytime touchdown scorer in this game, so I was pretty mad that they called that holding call, and Brandon Ayuk took him off the field. Um, Not that anyone cares about my personal uh, bets. The other thing I think that was different in the second half of this game, Kyle Shanahan stopped calling, for the most part, design runs for Trey Lance and exposing him to potential hits. Like, dude, what the hell? He It seemed like he was determined to get Trey Lance hurt at first. And then then I think he kind of settled in and called similar plays to what he calls when Jimmy Garoppolo is in there, which is exactly what I was tweeting about. Like, just call the same game plan. You don't need to come up with this super crazy gadgety game plan, especially early on when you are trying to figure out, you know, what plays Trey's good at, what plays he's comfortable at. You know, you've got to figure things out with Trey Lance. That's going to take time. That's going to improve going forward like it did with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I just didn't like how Kyle came out early in the game and kind of exposed Trey to a lot of uh, a lot of big hits. And in the second half, we didn't see that as much. Imagine that. Like, let's have a quarterback come out of the game healthy. Jose watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Kyle changed up his play calling to fit Lance better in the second half. I agree. I think he did. I think that. It was more of, like I said, what we've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo. We even saw some of the big passes over the middle. So I think that that was more an indication of the offense that we're going to see. That that huge touchdown to Debo Samuel, that is a play that we're going to see over and over again. And I read online, I haven't seen the film yet, obviously myself, but I read online, somebody was saying that Lance actually did a good job on that play, flattening out the route. In other words, if he had led Debo up the field more towards the end zone, the safety was going to have a, a path to the ball. But Lance flattened him out a little bit. That kept the safety out of the play. And then Debo breaks the tackle because he's Debo Samuel. And I think it's like the law that the first guy can never tackle him. And he goes into the end zone and scores a touchdown. And that was basically the end of the game. Kent Dockel, Dockel, sorry if I get your name wrong, watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. I don't know what to think. I felt nervous all game, just like with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was nervous too, but it was different. It was a different nervous. Like, and you felt it. And the interception especially that was the first time I noticed it. It was like the first time Kyle called a straight under center play action for Trey Lance. He drops back to pass. He has time to throw and the crowd, you could hear the crowd like start to cheer KP as I welcome in Kyle Posey. And I'm talking about Lance's first interception, right? It's like play action pass under center. He drops back to pass. And normally when that happens with Jimmy, I get nervous and I'm like, oh no, what's about to happen? With Lance, you literally heard the crowd start to cheer before he threw the ball 
Now he ended up throwing an interception on the play, <laughs> but I, like Kent commented, he said, I don't know what to think about Lance. I felt nervous all game. I didn't feel that nervous. Like I do with Jimmy Garoppolo. How did you feel? I think with Lance, you know, the big plays are going to come. You know that they have a chance because in the NFL, Going on these sustaining drives where it's like 10 play, 12 play, 14 play, that's not easy to do, man. So with the 49ers especially, they do not make life easy on themselves. And you can see with Lance that they can use the whole field now. And it's easy to get excited about that. So, yeah, I was really never doubting. And as a degenerate, I'm hammering the 49ers every time like they turn it over. Whenever something bad happens, all right, like I never really felt like they were going to lose this game. And maybe a big part of that is how they, they played on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, the defensively, Houston basically did nothing the whole game, pretty much. Um, I just wanted to cover to cover Lance to begin with. You know, I saw a lot of people, Cal, dunking on Twitter in, in the first half. Ooh, Trey Lance doesn't look so good, huh? Well, bet you're wishing, missing Jimmy Garoppolo now. Like, and one of the things that you've talked about, especially you more than anybody, I feel like he's 21. He needs reps. And as he went along in this game, I felt like he looked better and better and got more comfortable. Second game of his career, man, 21 year old has not played football in two years. Yes. Like this is the first time he's been able to do this, but practice is practice. You can only simulate. You can't simulate what happens in the game because everything you do in practice is controlled. So you can't do that in a game. So, yeah, I think you, you hit it on the head. It looked like at first Lance was a little overwhelmed. He was like he was a little his he was running all over the place. But again, <laughs> think about what he's doing. Think about the last time you seen him on a on a football field. So it, it was a little naive to come out and think he'd just be hitting on all cylinders. But as you mentioned, as the game went along, he started to get more and more comfortable, realized, oh, I do have this really good player over here. I do have this really good player over here. I have this really good player over here. And he started to let the playmakers do the job for him instead of, you know, wanting to drop back and throw it all over the place. So uh, I was really impressed with that. And him, and again, like the DPI to the 37 yard to Ayuk, that yeah. is a great play. No matter what you think, no matter if it's double coverage, you're worried about that. In the NFL today, as we saw, the Texans' only chance today was those DPIs toward the end of the game. With the 49ers, that never happens for them. They don't get those free yards, and it seems like every team ever that the 49ers play, um, they pick up long chunk plays like that. So it was good to see them just use the entire field, stretch the field. And I, I know, you know, people were tweeting about Lance's deep throw stats. He was like two for seven down the field or whatever today. But that's not the point. The points aren't stats. The points are being able to use the entire field and how it opens up guys like Elijah Mitchell. Like, look at him today. He was able to bust a couple long runs because of that. Absolutely. And this Jerome watching on the Facebook pitch, we got a deep defensive pass interference for it seems like the first time all year. If yeah. that was the first time, I would not be surprised at all. And think about it, on the other side, the Niners have 19 defensive pass interference penalties this year. So that has happened 19 times against us and not, basically none for us. So it was refreshing to see. I don't know. It was kind of a ticky tack call, but whatever. They called it. Good things happen when you throw the ball deep down the field. Does Jimmy Garoppolo even make that throw? No, it would be very tough for him to reset his feet throw the ball across his body 45 yards down the field. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Uh, breaking news, by the way, Sam Darnold just threw an interception. The Panthers are not going to tie the game up against the New Orleans Saints, so the Niners do not clinch a playoff spot today. Uh, the Panthers did not understand the assignment, Kyle. I mean, Sam Darnold, man, you had one job, just one job. This It's not as if the Saints are these 
like this juggernauts either, man. Um, but the 49ers shouldn't be in a position that where they're relying on Sam Darnold. <laughs> true. That's true. Um, what else about Lance? I thought the touchdown pass to Lance, he's outside the right hash mark, throws it deep down the field to Debo Samuel, outside the left hash mark, almost between the hash mark and the sideline. Like that's another, that's a long throw. People don't realize how long that throw is. It's not just a matter of how many yards down the field was. It was also across the field. And like, these are the big play. This is how it's supposed to look, isn't it? Yeah, seriously, man. So they have all this speed on offense, but now they can use that speed by using the entire field. So yeah, I think we're, we're just starting to see what this offense could look like. And even Kittle, like down the seam, like the one, the one hander, Um, (laughs) beautiful play. Like, he does something like that once a game where like, how in the heck does he not have 10 targets? Cause the Texans were not doubling. And it's probably just due to, you know, rookie quarterback, not being, he's never played a game with, with George Kittle. Like That's think true. about that. It is week 17 and this is the rookie quarterback's second start and his first start. He didn't have their freaking best player on offense, man. And then we go what through like three quarters today, three and a half quarters until Kittle gets his first, uh, his first target that it, it's nuts, but just to the point um, you can, you can use these guys down the field with, with Trey. And of course he has to get better. Yes. He has to be more consistent, but that goes without saying nobody's you're arguing against yourself. If you think that we're not like that. And like, there are times where he has to play better. I thought early on in the game, um, he, I don't think he understood what NFL open was where it's just <laughs> like, he, he would drop back. He would look at a guy and because they weren't like wide, wide open, he wouldn't throw the ball there. And again, as the game went on, he got better. Weird how that works. Yeah, like imagine that. That's exactly what you want to see. You want to see development. You want to see comfort. I did see Kyle kind of going a little bit at Trey on the sideline back and forth a little bit. I think there was probably, you know, Kyle is rough on quarterbacks. I don't think he's treating Trey Lance uh, with kid gloves. And so maybe there was a little bit of that too. But look, if you told me before the game started, that Trey Lance was going to go 16 of 23 for 249 yards with two touchdowns and an interception and also run for 31 yards. Yeah, I would have taken that. I would have taken that happily and assumed that the defense would get it done. And obviously that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened, man. So what what happens next is what I want to know because Mm -hmm. we are going to hear a lot. Is Jimmy healthy? Is Jimmy not healthy? Is he going to try to rush back because – Next week is for all the marbles, man. You have to win that game. You can't operate as if the Saints are going to lose. Shouldn't even have to worry about scoreboard watching. Just beat the team that you've beaten five times in a row, which, I mean, even today, like I never really felt like the Rams are that good. And I feel like Matthew Stafford is just not the same player that maybe we thought he was earlier in the season. But, man, next week is going to be so fun. Stafford is leading the league in pick sixes this year, which is crazy. And some of them are bad. The one he threw yeah. is so bad. Yeah. But I will say for the Rams, like this was like their see, we told you so game. At the end of the game, you had Odell making huge catches to keep drives alive in the game winning touchdown catch. And you had Von Miller with the game ending sack. Uh, so the Rams feel pretty good about things. But let's talk about that, KP, because Kyle Shanahan hasn't spoken yet. I'm sure they're going to ask him about it after the game, and I'm sure he's going to give some BS weirdo nothing, answer that we'll talk it. about for the next week. Who starts at quarterback next week? You know, this is again today, the second time, and I keep tweeting this and people keep coming at me, the second time the 49ers have talked about Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, and they have kind of downplayed it or slow played it, whatever you want to say, and the national writers 
bam, have a follow-up report that directly contradicts what the 49ers have said. Kyle Shanahan said, I think on Friday, or it was at least this week, Jimmy Garoppolo does not need surgery on his thumb. What do we get in the Sunday Splash Reports today? Boom. Jimmy Garoppolo does need surgery on his thumb. <laughs> so it's like, clearly this is Garoppolo's people leaking this. Can like You guys killed me last week when I said that. For days you were in my mentions. Can we all agree now that his people are leaking this stuff? Because that's the only way this stuff gets out. Something's up. There's definitely something off. There's some kind of disconnect in whether that's with Jimmy's people and the 49ers. I mean, who knows? It's all about value moving forward. But let's talk about like what will actually happen. Let's talk about the fact that Jimmy hasn't thrown a pass since they played the Titans 10 days ago. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like Again, it's rest will make it better, and that's what the doctors are saying. They're making it sound like the, the – naturally the way that he will be able to throw and grip the ball again is just by waiting it out you don't want him to not practice though right like you want him to be able to test his thumb and not having to wait till next sunday next saturday hope like we don't even know if the game will be on a saturday if the game gets flexed like that is a thing which is kind of bonkers to say but um does if the game gets flexed to saturday does that hurt jimmy's chances of playing you would think because it's just one less day to catch up. Uh, so, I mean, I this is so crazy. Just just play the kid. We're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo with a broken thumb and a messed up hand that doesn't even work. I mean, who knows? Kyle Shanahan is speaking right now. And uh, he said of, of Lance, some real good things other than the bad interception. He protected the ball, which, of course, is the best news of all time. How about this? Breaking news, Kyle Posey. We may have witnessed... On Sunday, the end of the Josh Norman era in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan said that Josh Norman was not hurt. They went with Dante Johnson after the pass interference call on Josh Norman. That We could have witnessed it. Hallelujah. Thank God. It it took Norman like setting the record for defensive pass interferences in a season, basically, for them to be like, you know what? He probably shouldn't be playing. But, I mean, this is a situation they're in. Hopefully – Emmanuel Mosley comes back next week because, you know, they they were talking about how it's an outside chance that he plays next week. And so he's been getting better um, to have Mosley back against, you know, Cup, against Odell Beckham. You do not want Norman anywhere near those two. That would be terrifying to uh, to think about. So, yeah, Mosley being back would be a big bump. But honestly, man, I, I know he had the pass interference. Dante Johnson is better than Josh Norman. Like, he just doesn't make the same type of mistakes. He can run a little bit better. And even made a nice tackle today, which like Norman will never do. Like we've seen him miss all the time. So because he's always yeah. going for the strip. Yes, yes, with nobody there, which is uh, beyond me, man. But no, that was cool to see. But but I think in my mind, I'm more impressed with D'Amico Ryan's knowing that he's able to hold shut down opposing offenses. Yes, you're you're going to remember Jamar Chase and AJ Brown. But think about how successful they are over the course of a game without any cornerbacks. Like, nobody's fearing their cornerbacks. In fact, you're trying to pick on their cornerbacks, and you just don't really have a chance to do that. So kudos to Ryans, man. He, he's amazing. It seems like there reaches a point in every game where all of a sudden the other team realizes, we should just throw it deep on the 49ers. They really can't stop. And Seriously. it's like, why? I don't know why other teams don't start doing that immediately, but it's, you know, the 49ers were able to withstand it today, and uh, they – you know, for some reason, teams are not challenging them. And I guess, like you're saying, that's a credit to D'Amico Ryans. Uh, and uh, as uh, Ron points out on the Niners Nation Facebook page, Ambry Thomas playing better with reps. I think he is. He dropped a pick six today, KP. 
Yeah, he had one, man. That was it. Like you would think, like Mills has made these type of plays where he's he will give you a chance. And even Thomas down the field, he had another chance where he had to make a play on the wall. But he he's so close, which is which is why I think they're going to continue to roll with him. So he's a starter on one side, and he's playing that side of the field, which is where you usually play your number one cornerback. So I believe in their mind, he's their number one. Of course, he would probably switch back to the other side um, if Mosley does play. But, I mean, they, he does give them a much better chance than, he, than a Norman and probably even a Johnson just because he's competent. Like, he can turn and run down, down the field, but – uh, he, he has to learn how to play the ball in the air. That that hasn't changed over the past month, man. It's That's going to be something he has to really uh, hone in on over the offseason. Here it is. Kyle Shanahan, who's the starter week 18 at the Rams. Here we if go. Jimmy is 100% healthy and can do everything perfect, I definitely go with Jimmy. Breaking news. He's not. It's physically impossible for him to be 100% healthy. Shanahan said, I'm not going to throw one guy in after a game like this. Also hard to be 100% this year. If Jimmy can't go, he won't hesitate at all to start Trey. So in other words, he won't hesitate to start whoever he starts, Kyle. Right, right. <laughs> so he did say he has confidence in Lance, um, which is nice to hear him actually say that out loud. And he also said Trey did some real good things today. Um, so he, it's it's nice to know that, you know, there, there are some things that he likes about Lance. But, yeah, he's not going to give us anything. We're not going to learn anything today, no. tomorrow, Wednesday. We probably won't know until, you know, Friday when the final injury report comes out. But still, man, uh, they got to win. They, they came back, and I feel like they showed a, a different way to win. The, what we saw, the offense in the first half was atrocious. What we saw in the second half was exactly what they should look like. I feel like what we saw from the defense over the course of four quarters is who this team has to be if they want to beat the team like the Rams next week. Hey, and how about the special teams, man? No missed kicks from Robbie Gold. Um, I don't know Barely. what – <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, um, nothing that comes to mind that Wisnowski did poorly. And they had a 28 yarder from uh, on the kick return from Hasty. And then they had a couple of nice returns from Brandon Ayuk, a couple of teams uh, returns that he had double digits from him. So uh, it was it was as close to complimentary football as it gets. But I mean, if you want to be perfect, if the goal is to make the playoffs. You still uh, you want to do something. You want to score a touchdown against the Texans in the first half. Yeah, that would uh, ideally you would like to see that. I'm seeing a lot of people kind of poop on Nick Bosa a little bit. Where's Nick Bosa? Where's the pass rush? Look at this. Gabe, Bosa has been irrelevant for three weeks. I didn't think Nick Bosa was particularly um, active, I'll say, in this game. But you watch the game much, much differently than I do. You watch it with a scout's eye. I watch it with an idiot's eye. So you tell me. So on that holding call that he forced. Yes. That's taking points off the board for the Texans. They complete a deep pass, well, like 40, 50 yards down the field. It's a field. 50 yarder. Yeah, they're probably going to go on and score <laughs> in that situation. So that takes off points from the board. I think he's active. I, I think you guys have to understand, first of all, think about what we're talking about. The bar is so high for this player, Nick Bosa, that if he doesn't get a sack on, you know, once a half, we're wondering what's going on with this guy. Is he okay? Uh, Gabe says he's been irrelevant for three weeks. I don't agree with that. I think we have to understand that when you are a superstar, teams are going to double, triple. Like they're going to make sure that you are not going to beat them. And that's essentially what's happening. There are only, I think another reason or thing we have to understand is the win rates for defensive linemen are not going to be high. The right. best of the best are winning like one out of five times. And those are the guys who are elite. So 
I mean, for Bosa to show up every down or for you to, for us to expect that he's going to have, you know, multiple sacks or QB hits a game, that's just not real realistic. That's not how this game works. I think he makes I think he finds a way to make an impact outside of the box score, and he did that today. I want to shout out one more person, and that's Elijah Mitchell. Man, it is just different when that guy is playing. He is fantastic. 21 carries for 119 yards today. That's 5.7 yards per carry. He broke off a 37-yarder. He he just runs hard. He does not run. He runs way harder than a guy who's capable of running like a 4-3-5. Seriously, yeah. And he's not a big guy necessarily either, but he just finds ways. I don't know how else to describe it. It just seems like... He figures it out on the fly. And when he plays, they play well. When he plays, it seems like the 49ers always have their best offensive outings. Yep. So, yeah, give him the ball, man. And I think it really says something about Shanahan's trust in him that whenever Mitchell is active, like there's nobody else. Like there's not even a second. Like now Debo's honestly RB2. So, yeah, it's Mitchell, 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 and then a sprinkle of Debo. No Jeff Wilson and obviously no Trey Sermon. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell was the only running back to get a carry in this game. Everybody That's, else, Lance, Debo, and Kittle got a carry. <laughs> he's giving the ball to other playmakers before he gives the ball to other running backs. If that doesn't give you an idea of how highly he thinks about Mitchell. But that's probably what it's going to be like next week and if they keep playing on. Kyle Shanahan said, I love all of our running backs, but Elijah has played at another level this year. He absolutely has. Uh, it has been – he's phenomenal. I think he has the 49ers rookie rushing record, doesn't he? Yeah, he did. He broke it today. So, I mean – everything he does man whether it's breaking tackles um just keeping them on pace man and again it doesn't always have to be like the 37 yards are they going to be the ones you remember but he was busting like seven eight twelve in there uh shanahan said jimmy garoppolo doesn't have to be 100 percent to start that in there yeah that's great just messing with us what if he's 60 (laughs) percent like see that we're gonna have to do this all week because kyle like he thinks that it's really going to mess a team up to have to prepare yeah. for Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's the prep for Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, everybody between the hashes. Preparation over. Like, it's not a complicated thing. Houston knew that Trey Lance was going to start from the second that report about Garoppolo tearing his right. UCL came out. Right. There's no reason to pretend like it's anything else. And even, you don't have to play this game this week because you're playing the freaking Rams. You're playing Sean McVay, man. The guy who you who worked for you. You're playing a team that is as familiar as any team with you in the league. So, I mean, it's going to be – they're going to play – they're going to probably still do it just because it's Kyle Shanahan. But um, I imagine the Rams are going to be prepared for Lance. Who do you think starts? Like, what's your gut tell you right now? Oh, man. See, it, the fact that the 49ers now need this game Which matters. changes things. Game. Kyle, I think Kyle is desperate to get into the playoffs this week, uh, this year. I think he hates the fact that he has all those losing seasons and the only one year in the playoffs. And if I honestly think that if Lance didn't have the second half that he had today, I maybe could see Kyle being like, we got to go back to Jimmy. We will never beat a good team like this. But the fact that Lance, like I said, I believe he was six of 10 for 144 yards and two touchdowns. I think it was, if it wasn't that it was right around that in the second half. Like and they would have scored another one had I not held on that play when he really didn't have to. So, uh, sorry to interject, but no, go, it's okay. you have those. You, so, they scored 20 points and a half. How many times has that happened this season? And, Fair. yes, they, they're playing the Texans, but the Texans just dropped 41 last week. So, I, I would love to know how many times they scored 20 points and a half. Also, 
on the drive or in the second half, drives of 71, 65, 58. So they're moving the ball. And on each of those pl- drives, you're getting chunk plays. You have the DPI to Ayuk, you have the Kittle catch, you have the Mitchell yep. catch, you have the Debo, t- uh, the Debo touchdown. So the more Lance played, essentially, the more we saw what the 49ers would potentially look like with those explosive plays. So, I mean, I would go, I would go with Lance just knowing you are you probably going to have a mistake, a rookie mistake? Yeah, that's probably going to happen. Has that been happening with the other guy under center? Yeah, that's been happening with Jimmy as well. I think he just raises the ceiling. Unfortunately, though, even like at the end of the half where I thought Jimmy usually, I mean, Jimmy's money in those situations, I thought, I think he like Lance has to be a little bit more consistent for that to happen. Just yep. knowing that you can't fall behind against the Rams and expect to go, you know, expect to be able to come back from like a 10 nothing deficit because I mean, the 49ers, the defense, they scored one time on 11 drives today. So the 49ers had plenty of chances. And there were a few penalties, you know, like the interception that Marshall Harris fumbled. Like, they're not going to be able to get some of the breaks that they got today. The yep. football gods did everything in their power for the 49ers to win today. And thankfully, the offense woke up in time for that to happen. Uh, one thing I want to get in real quick. David Luna wants a shout-out for he and his cousin Alex, who've been following the pod for a long time. What's up, David? What's up, Alex? Thanks for following. We appreciate it. Again, everybody follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network if you're not doing so already. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to pods. You tweeted, I believe today, I think that was you, that the 49ers defense with a lead is one of the best in the league. What did you mean by that, and why do you think that is? So you can – they're already very good against the run. And when they know that you're going to pass, so like when you remove the play action dropbacks and like those type of things, the only thing that they, you can do against the 49ers is throw it deep. And even knowing their cornerback situation, knowing that DPIs are a real thing, the odds that you succeed on those passes are so slim. Like we're talking 15 to 20%. If that's how you get beat, which the Texans did a couple of times today, sure, then beat, beat us like that. You saw it with the Bengals. Like those are the only ways that they're going to give up those plays that's not sustainable. That's not how you're going to beat the 49ers because as we saw more or more times in the DPIs and more times in the explosive plays, the pot, the pass rush is going to get after you. Like there's just no way you can block the four players that they put on the field, whether they go key Armstead Bosa, and then whether it's DJ Jones, um, I'm blanking on somebody now who's very important for whatever reason, but uh, <laughs> Why can I not think of who else they have on the field? So, oh, Ebukam. Ebukam is the other guy who they have on the field. He's, he's been, been showing up alive. lately. Yeah, he had the sack today, so he's been coming alive. Um, when they have those four on the field, it is very hard for teams to slow you down. And you have to think about the linebackers are very good. Next week, it'll probably be Dre Greenlaw back, so that'll be nice. Um, and then down the middle of the field, Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski Tart, both of them played well today. So it, there are not a lot of – there are not a lot of areas on the field where you can take take advantage or get over on this defense outside of, you know, those hope plays like the DPI or, you know, <laughs> close your eyes and throw a deep and hope one of your guys come down with it. So, yeah, I, I know it's easy to think about, you know, the, the cornerback plays and the plays that they give up, but I, I truly mean that they are really one of the better defenses in the NFL in those situations. Just got to get that lead, man. That the game script is a massively important Kyle turtles up sometimes. And I was so encouraged at the end of this game. One of the things I said going into it is what's going to happen in the two minute situation. We saw against the Titans. There was a minute and 20 seconds left. The 49ers had two timeouts and Kyle Shanahan gave up trying to score at the end of the first half. He didn't even call a timeout. He turtled up and went into the locker room. Well, Trey gets the ball with a minute and 51 left and they tried to kind of get cute. And he goes three and out. But then 
Kyle gets aggressive. He calls timeouts when Houston has the ball, and he gives the ball back to Trey Lance. 38 seconds left at the 49ers' 25-yard line, and he lets Lance throw the ball and be a quarterback, and they drive down the field, and they get a field goal to end the first half. I thought that was a massive showing of confidence in Trey by Kyle Shanahan and a good job by Trey to get him down the field. Yeah, that that had to be a big boost of confidence, like a big vote of confidence in your quarterback. I think they were able to take that and roll into it in the second half because even when they were up 10 to 7, he didn't like he didn't shut it down. And he could have easily shut it down knowing, hey, it's the Texans. We just want to get out of here with a win. No, they kept firing, man. They they opened it up and they were throwing the ball down the field. I think it was, I think that says more about how Kyle feels about Trey more than any press conference would. So that was good to see, man. That was a nice change of pace because I, I, I'm i with you. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I was thinking the 49ers were going to win the whole time, but in no way at halftime did I think the score would be 23-7. to seven. I was thinking yeah. more along the lines of like 13-7, to seven, something like that. Shout out to Brandon Ayuk, by the way. Had an incredible catch at, that should have been a pick, really, at the end of the second quarter. Yeah. Ball goes through the defender's hands. He catches it right on the sideline, stays in bounds. Four catches for 94 yards for Ayuk today. Man, He's he so is talented. so, and he had another play at at the end of the half where he catches the ball and he immediately heads to the sideline, goes out of bounds, stops huge. the clock. That's essentially a three point play right there. He is so so good. And when don't forget, last time Trey Lance started, the 49ers were not using Brandon Ayuk, and like he was like one of their MVPs on offense today. So on that play where he ran out of bounds they were able to get two more plays towards the end of the half because of that. If they, if he stays in bounds, they probably have to spike it and end up getting like a field goal, settling for a field goal there. So it didn't work out, but they throw a deep ball to, uh, excuse me, Ayuk on the next play, which he has a chance to come up with a touchdown. It was a perfect throw. It was a great, you know, it was a great, you know, for Ayuk to go up and give it a chance, but those plays aren't always going to turn out to be touchdowns. It was just nice to see them, you know, to see him be a smart football player yes. because we don't really get opportunities to see that very often where, you know, what's a player going to do in that situation. So um, him creating plays, save them two plays. They're created two more plays. And I mean, it's just nice to see them use him because he can do this and he should be doing this every game. Yes. Every single week. How about this comment? Kyle's learning Lance is not as limited a thrower as Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that might be true in that Kyle is learning. Kyle even said they can coach Lance a lot more now off of these two starts because it's going to take time for them to get used to one another. And I, I love this comment from Jason Ward. Stats, glad the vein in your forehead is getting a weekend off. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, man. I'm sorry. It's a nice feeling to have a good win and have some hope, some positivity with the 49ers, right? Like instead of them scoring a bunch in the first half and doing nothing in the second half and then having to hang on and to maybe get a win, they got better in the second half. The offense got more explosive in the second half. That's what you want to see. The vein is probably coming back now. I know you better talk, Kyle. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think back just to the to the twenty point half. They scored twenty against the Packers, I believe. But did that ever happen? Like again, I, I, there's no way it could have. But mm, I don't to, think so. To his question, it is so refreshing to know to be in a situation where you view the quarterback, and this is a guy who's in his second start, down seventy three at half, and I'm not. I know it's the Texans. I understand that. But in no way throughout the game did I feel like, oh, man, there's no shot they're out of this. It was only a matter of time. I even tweeted this during the game. Like, if he starts to play on time, the points will come. 
And that's what happened. Like he just had to settle in a little bit, man. Again, he is young. Like he's going to make <laughs> mistakes, man. This is the second time that we're seeing him. So for, for Trey Lance to just kind of flip the switch and start bombing away, maybe that's what he needs to do. And maybe that's on Shanahan for calling, maybe call more plays down the field where if that's his type of playing style, um, do that. So good on him, good on Shanahan, good on Lance. And yeah, it, it, it'll be fascinating to see how he attacks the Rams because if we're talking about the familiarity between the teams, Kyle knows what the Rams are going to do. So how he chooses to attack the Rams with Lance, assuming Lance is the quarterback, uh, that'll be fun. Ms. Forbes watching on the YouTube page. Jimmy gives me anxiety. Trey gives me hope. That's ah, where I man. felt like I felt like every time Trey Lance dropped back to pass, I was like, oh, dude, this this could be a big play here. And actually on the touchdown pass to Debo, I got a, I got nervous a split second before he caught it because the ref was kind of like in the play for a half a second. And I thought the ref was a defender. And I was like, oh, no, is this going to be another <laughs> interception? But then once Debo caught it, I knew there was no way in hell that he was going to go down for a sack. Um how about this question? Krem on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Do you think Trey should develop Krem's own channel? An entire channel dedicated to nothing but. I blame you. Yeah, that was for sure me. That was weird. All right. Uh, Krem on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Do you think Trey should develop his mid throws? Yards after catch were big because of this with Jimmy, right? Trey will be a big threat. I thought Trey, he did have a couple of wonky throws. That's who he is. Like, you know, the Niners talked up all week about how his accuracy is so much better because his fingers healed up. Like, no, he's, he's he's not the most accurate quarterback in the world. Like, we just have to accept that. But hopefully he can make some other plays. And I think we saw him make those plays. Some of the off-schedule plays on their touchdown drive. He had a third and four that was off-schedule that he completed to Hasty for a first down. Like, he's not going to be the most accurate guy, and that's okay. It's okay because he replaces that with explosive plays. Yes. Like he makes up for his deficiencies. So coming out, he was by far the least accurate quarterback of Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Mac Jones. So he was the least accurate quarterback. And that is where that is still an area where he has to improve. As you saw, there was one play where it was off script. I remember he was scrambling and he it looked like he has Debo and nobody else is around him. And he just throws it behind Debo. Yep. That's just one of those plays I feel like we're going to have to live with at least early on in his career until he just develops the timing and rhythm. But you you can't get mad at those plays or it's easy to forgive those plays knowing, oh, I can go 45 yards down the field to Debo one play. I can get DPI for, for IU. Like there are other plays and you talk about the mid the mid game, like the intermediate part of the throws. Uh, he hit Ayuk on a slant, on a backside slant, hit him in stride and Ayuk was able to take off. So that was good, man. Do you agree with Sean? I'm watching on the YouTube page. Trey wasn't throwing every ball at 100 miles per hour today. I think he was maybe early, but I think he got better with that. I think the two-minute drill is where you started to see a change. Remember the one he layered over? The one you mentioned towards the sideline? Yes, so that's true. When he started to throw the ball more, he just he he realized that, hey, everything can't be one-on-one down the middle. Like, I have to have some touch. I have to start layering the ball over the defense. And we saw that, man. It's we have these thoughts in our head that, hey, he's going to do this every time he throws the ball. <laughs> We've seen him throw the ball like 30 times, man. So it we're going to have to like this is going to be a very fluid situation. I'm sure there's going to be a string of plays where Lance looks like what the hell are they doing with him? And there are going to be plays like, oh, my goodness, he is the best quarterback to ever play the position. <laughs> the, He's going to be on the opposite end of the spectrums, but eventually he will be consistent. And yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that the 49ers have a franchise guy here. 
Jonas Witt watching on the Facebook page. He had some bad throws, but Jimmy has them every week as well. I don't see a single reason to go back to Jimmy. That's the thing. He does have bad throws, but Jimmy does too. And you don't get the explosive plays with Jimmy. Listen to this next-gen stats. Trey Lance brought a vertical element to the Niners' offense in his second career start. Lance averaged the most air yards per attempt at 11.5 and threw for the most yards on 10-plus air yard passes by any 49ers quarterback in a game over the last three seasons so that's better than jimmy garoppolo in the super bowl year better than jimmy this year better than jimmy in 20 like think about that there were 205 yards on passes 10 or more yards in the air today 205 that's the 49ers don't get that with jimmy garoppolo ever that is unbelievable to say out loud, man. And I'm so glad that Next Gen Stats was able to contextualize that because it's one thing to say throwing the ball downfield is better. But when you see how, like, when you see those numbers that you just said and you see how it works itself out on the field, because obviously things were a lot easier for the 49ers once they started using the entire field, I think that will help Shanahan's decision next week. But yeah, it, again, once this offense figures out who they are, once we get more comfortable with Lance, they're going to be exciting, man. Like, they're going to be really fun. I love variants. So knowing that, hey, there might be those drives where they get nothing out of them. There's nothing to worry because you know the big play is coming. And that, that played itself out today. Now, I think against the Rams, it's obviously going to be a little different. I think that the Niners are going to have to, you know, rely on their D a little more to kind of keep them in the game. Because if the Rams get up by multiple scores, that would – that would make me nervous, but you know, we just got to go one game at a time here. I mean, we got to accept that it's not always going to be smooth and that hopefully Lance can, you know, come along here. I think he'll probably have to make some more unscripted plays against the Rams because I could see him getting maybe a little confused a little more and, and trying to rely on his legs a little bit. But I didn't see anything today that made me say, if there's any chance to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo next week, they should like no way. Andre says, turn the damn page. Jimmy should not see the field ever again for this 49ers team. And I agree. Oh, man. Did you even, did you feel that way in the first half? Mm, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. But my whole thing was, let me see how he progresses here. Let's see how he looked. If he looked the same way at the, in the second half as he did in the first, I would be more nervous for sure. Especially now because the 49ers need the game against the Rams. But like, no, what are we doing with Jimmy? We're going to play an injured Jimmy Garoppolo who's not going to be around next year. For what? For what? So I just, no, I'm I'm all in on Lance. I agree. Blanton 125, all the weapons we have, and Lance can spread the ball around. He can't spread the ball around. We saw throws to the boundary. And even like that throw, there was a throw to Jawan Jennings where it was like kind of underthrown a little bit, but Lance has the arm strength to get it there when he's under pressure that maybe – a guy that wears number 10 doesn't quite have. Yeah, I think that's a good point where they can run those timing routes outside of the bat, like outside of the hash where they're mm -hmm. throwing 12 and 15 yard out routes, which are layups in any defense, because that is a very difficult area to defend. And we just don't see the 49ers call those plays for obvious reasons. I think the 49ers will have a chance to hit the Rams and on these big plays. So the Rams, like since in the second half of the season, are only 17th in passing efficiency and EPA passing efficiency. So um, you, you've seen them play out. You've seen it the last few weeks, too, that, again, like even I, we talked about Matt Stafford a little bit earlier, but they're not a team that really um, overwhelms you. You're never out of the game. They, 
I don't know if it's because they play down to their competition or, or they play up to their competition, whatever it may be. But I mean, even looking at history, the 49ers beat them five freaking times in a row. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm fascinated to see where this game ends up, but it's, I give the 49ers a pretty good shot here with Lance under center. You know what it's going to be, KP. If they lose that game against the Rams next week, for whatever reason, people are going to be out for Trey Lance. Jimmy Jimmy always beats the Rams. We always beat the Rams with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be, for in a way, Trey Lance is going to kind of compete with a ghost a little bit if he does get the start against the Rams just because that's that's what these stands are, man. They don't they they're die hard. They ride or die with Jimmy G. Yeah, it it's gonna suck just because it, it kind of takes away from like Lance in general or, or the team because you don't have to knock somebody down to talk somebody up. Like if you are you know comfortable with Jimmy G starting, you feel like Jimmy G should be the should start against the Rams. There's nothing wrong with that, but we don't have to go out of our way to. Ooh, Michael, I love this comment. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Let's this talk about is, it. Forget what I'm saying. This is so good. Michael Cottrell. Cottrell. Sorry, Michael, if I said your name wrong. We had an interception and still won. That is such a telling stat because that doesn't happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. And we both know why that is, KP. I'm it's like one let, and seven or something, right? Right. Something crazy. Because as you've said, they don't get the explosive plays when Jimmy Garoppolo is there. Lance had an interception, but he also had explosive plays. That makes up for it. Man. That is a great point, Michael, just because, again, other parts of your game are forgivable when you have explosive plays. I would go out on a limb and say the 49ers, what would they have? It depends if you count that Ayuk one, but just in one half, I would imagine they had the most explosive plays in one half than they did today than any other game. And I feel confident saying that, which is crazy because it didn't really feel like they were dropping back and throwing the ball all over the place. It It was only a few times but they maximized each drive. So yeah, man, to, to know that you can overcome a freaking turnover because mm-hmm. be honest with yourself, when that happens, when Jimmy Garoppolo is under center, when, when a turnover happens, you're like, Oh man, here we go. And then things tend to snowball when that happens. And that wasn't the case today, which again, I don't know how much of that has to do with the Texans, but the 49ers still did what they had to do. Uh, that's the comment of the day, Michael. Thank you very much. You are a thousand percent right. How about this comment from Merrill Klein on the Facebook page? Do you think there's any chance we see a hybrid offense in the postseason, assuming we get in with both Jimmy and Lance? Now, I, Tim Kawakami had an article this week essentially kind of saying the same thing, that he thinks the 49ers could have a super secret quarterback plan that they're going to unveil in the postseason. I don't know if I buy that. That doesn't I just I don't think that's the way they're going to go with it. Um, but what do you think? Is there a chance that, you know, if they did go back to Jimmy, that they would throw Trey in there more? No, he's, it's going to be Jimmy. If it's if Jimmy is healthy, Jimmy is going to play. If Jimmy is active, he is going to play. Um, Lance, I still think they want they wanted to redshirt him. Like even after today, if Jimmy was able to fully recover from his thumb injury, I don't think there is there's a shot that Lance would play. The only the only reason that this is in question is just because, you know, he might not be active. So if both guys are active, it'll be Jimmy. So yeah, that, that's so far fetched. And if we would have seen, you know, like a hybrid quarterback situation, it wouldn't be in the first round of the playoffs. Like he would have <laughs> Shanahan would have rolled it out against like a team like the Jaguars or like today. Well, you couldn't have today, but um, he would have rolled it out much sooner in the, in the regular season to see how that works, to be able to test it out against in the playoffs. And. That's just not an option anymore. 
Shanahan said that Garoppolo didn't throw it all up to the, the run up to this game. His honest guess, his honest guess, you could really believe him because he says it's his honest <laughs> guess. Garoppolo will be able to play against the Rams, but that's not a given. Jimmy watched the game today with thumb wrapped in black medical tape. Look here. This is the last thing I'm going to say on this, and then we can wrap it up. If you're not a thousand percent sure that Jimmy Garoppolo can go and do it and hold on to the football and throw the ball accurately, then forget it. Like, then you cannot put him out there. Like, you can't sacrifice a quarter or a couple drives or a half in the Rams game and then say to Trey Lance in half a game when he hasn't taken the full amount of reps during the week against a really good Rams team, oh, hey, go save us now. I guess I was wrong. Like, you got to commit to a to a guy and stick with it and go with it. That's why I just think playing Jimmy Garoppolo, like, a torn ligaments do not heal in a week. I'm sorry. Like, it's stupid. So let's say that he does play like he's managing the pain and let's say he's 85%. So he gets hit by Aaron freaking Donald. And then Trey Lance goes a whole week of practice without getting any reps. And now you have to put Trey Lance in the game because Jimmy hit his thumb on so-and-so's helmet, which is something that could happen in football. And when I say this, I want to be very clear that I'm not rooting for Jimmy to get hurt. I'm just saying that there's a possibility knowing he already has an injured thumb of that thumb being re-aggravated. That is just terrifying to think about. So, yeah, again, like when you think about this in that sense, it would be tough to put him out there. I I just it's frustrating that we have to go through this whole thing again this week, but whatever. It's still a win. 49ers get a big win that they needed. They are now nine and seven on the year with one game left in the regular season in L.A. against the Rams. Do you think that gets flexed to Sunday night? I think so. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't know, man. What um so what for some reason people are saying it could be Saturday night. That's not right, is it? Uh actually they do have games on Saturday, and I think that they do have the ability. Let me look really quick. I, I, I think there's one spot available, maybe that's what it mm, is. They're well, gonna be in prime time next week, I feel like no matter what, though. When do the Saints play? The Saints play at one. So the 49ers will know when they play whether or not they need like because if the saints lose the niners clinch right right but unless the, the niners play on saturday right they Which usually is- don't like teams to know ahead of time they they usually oh, try and do everything they can to match it up um so maybe Which is we'll why see some- the niners and seahawks were flexed to sunday night a couple years ago yeah uh so i don't know we'll see we'll see uh how it turns out but Niners get the win congratulations Trey Lance hell yeah I'm going to rewatch this film 50,000 times between now and next week I'm sure you're going to have breakdowns on your YouTube page Kyle right can't wait man as soon as it drops this will be the first thing I want to watch I want to see exactly what he did I want to see what led to that slow start I want to see how he was able to overcome that and I want to see if uh you know who was at fault for those early struggles but man it was uh it was fun to see them open things up a little bit appreciate you billy billy d kyle your film breakdowns are superb man keep it up they 100 are they've made me smarter those are on kyle's youtube page just search kyle posey it pops right up it will make you a better and smarter fan that's going to do it for us thank you everybody again please rate review and follow the niners nation podcast network we went over a million downloads in november and we have been smashing it since then we are so grateful kyle thank you for hopping on here with no notice whatsoever uh, Kosh had something pop up. You you saved me tonight, man. I really appreciate it. Always, man. It's, it's always easy to get on here and talk about it when they win. 
Hell yeah. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. Enjoy the win, and we'll talk to you next week.